Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. Welcome to Healthy Children, where all of our expert guests are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics. I'm Melanie Cole, and joining me to talk about baby formula shortages is Dr. Stephen Abrams. He's a professor in the Department of Pediatrics at Dell Medical School. Dr. Abrams, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Now, you know, when we first started hearing about this, we thought it was going to be temporary during the pandemic, but it remains an issue today and is in the news. Tell us about the baby formula shortages. Well, initially with the start of the pandemic, the shortages were part of the supply chain issues that affected a lot of things, everything from paper towels down the road. But it wasn't too severe. Mostly people could find formula, especially after the first month or so. And then in February of this year, one of the largest producers of infant formula in the United States, Abbott Labs, had a major recall of formula from one of their factories. Included specialized formulas for babies with severe allergies. And this combined with the ongoing supply chain issues just really sent things into a much worse situation. Right now, all formulas are very short, especially the ones for allergic babies. Wow. So we all know that the AAP has been encouraging folks to breastfeed all these years, right? But there are times and choices that might make it difficult for women. It might not be the right choice or they may have difficulty. Can you tell us about the world of baby food formula and what's going on in that world today? Are these better than they used to be? Are they giving baby what they need? So infant formula in the United States is regulated both by law Uh, from Congress, as well as by very detailed rules from the Food and Drug Administration. So it's a very healthy product. It's not as good as breast milk, but nonetheless, it leads to great outcomes and families that do formula feed their infant can do so with great confidence about the health outcomes. Uh, However, breast milk and formula for babies, especially those under six months of age, are really their only food. So those are the only two safe options for feeding babies in this age group. So what do we do? I mean, what can we do to help as we're listening? And what can we do for parents that are formula feeding their babies? And now there's this shortage, and I'm sure the prices are going through the roof as well. Well, many families do get their formula from the WIC program. So at least for those families, price shouldn't be as big a problem. For families who are paying for it without the WIC program assistance, it 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 is certainly a challenge. Their first thing to do is families need to be as flexible as they can. They may have been used to one brand of formula when they go in the store. That brand simply isn't there, and they're going to have to try their baby on a different brand. They may need to talk to their pediatrician about which switches are best or their WIC office about which switches are best for their baby but they're going to have to be flexible. They're also going to have to go around to multiple stores, consider online purchases, uh, and things of that sort. There isn't any magic solution to this because the formula companies are producing at a high rate as they can, but there's simply a shortage. It's going to take some time to get better. The most important thing is that we don't want families to use homemade formulas for recipes they might see on the internet or something of that sort. We don't want families to dilute the formulas with more water than what the label tells them to do. And until the baby is at least very close to a year of age, we don't want families to use cow's milk. 
So you and I talked for just a second off the air about human milk banks. Is that an option for these women? In some cases, it certainly can be. Families should only get the hum- donor human milk from an approved milk bank, which fully pasteurizes and, and prepares the, uh, for- the donor milk properly. Unfortunately, most of the donor milk supply in the United States is being used for premature infants in the hospital who really need it. So there isn't a large supply for the general population. So in some very specific circumstances, it may be an option. But at least as we currently have it, it's not a broad option. Okay, so what would you like families to know? And you've given us some places where they can find, you know, you've given us some good advice about going store to store and talking to their WIC program and that sort of thing. What else would you like them to know? Why don't you tell us how long formula is important and that what is it, four to six months, we can start feeding certain solids? Does that help this shortage? Because then we can start incorporating other foods into baby's diet? Well, breast milk or formula is really a primary, if not a sole food, until close to six months of age or about six months of age, which time solid foods are introduced. But until the baby gets closer to a year, and even then, formula remains the principal uh, source of nutrition. So solid foods can't completely or even in a major way take the place of that. Uh, as babies do get closer to a year, their flexibility and what they can tolerate increases a little bit. But in the first six months of life in particular, there's very little flexibility. So I, I wish I could give an easy answer to where to find formula. But I think that families are going to have to speak to their friends. Some some parts of the country, the formula shortages are worse than others. Families are going to have to look online. They may have to go to food banks. Um, we sure hope that this this gets better quickly. Above all, be in communication with your pediatrician, who may also be aware of where they can find some formula. Well, I think that's a key piece of information right there. Is is if folks are getting really nervous about this. They can talk to their pediatrician who may have some more ideas, just like you have shared those with us today, because I think that that's what's important, especially when we're talking about keeping our babies healthy and fed. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share on these baby formula shortages that we're hearing about in the news today? Well, above all, we encourage families not to hoard. Um, It's difficult to do that because many stores are limiting how much you can buy. But remember that this is something we're all in together and that, that, that if we overpurchase or overstore them, then it's not available for other people. And above all, not to, um, to do something like make homemade formula, which really isn't safe for babies. Well, that's some good safety advice and good tips. Doctor, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your expertise. And you are listening to Healthy Children, again, from the American Academy of Pediatrics, the gold standard, our pediatricians, who we love and we care about, and they are helping us to raise our children happy and healthy. And that's really what it's all about. You can listen on Spotify or iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcast, but we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. We'd love for you to share these shows with your friends and family because we are learning from the experts at the AAP together. I'm Melanie Cole for the AAP, Healthy Children, and Radio MD. Stay well.